السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إن الحمد لله نحمده تعالى ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه ونعوذ بالله سبحانه وتعالى من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلن تجد له وليا مرشدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله Dear brothers and sisters, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the, in the Qur'an, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu attaqullah Ittaqullah wal tanbur nafsum ma qaddamat ligad Wattaqullah Inna Allah my dear respected brothers and sisters, last year, on the same day, the first Friday of last year, we started a topic, a very important topic that we did not finish yet. And that topic we cannot cover in one khutbah or two or three or four or, or even ten khutbah. So inshallah today, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, I will try to touch on that topic and summarize everything. I will try, inshallah. I will try to summarize everything in the Quran about that topic. And today I will speak about four connections in the Quran. The topic was the status of our parents in Islam. And some of you attended that khutbah. And we mentioned that the status of parents in Islam transcends and supersedes anything in Islam. Even if your parents are not Muslims, still their status 
transcends anything in Islam as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِنْ جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَنْ تُشْرِكَ بِي شَيْئًا فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says even if your parents are not Muslims even if they try to shove you in front of an idol even if they try to force you they're forcing you to bow down and prostrate in front of an idol do do not obey them in worshiping the idol but at the same time you have to be generous you have to show them ihsan and ma'roof even if they are forcing you to commit idolatry can you imagine that your parents are trying to force you down to worship an idol but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells you you still have to be very kind and show them ihsan that's how important our parents in islam regardless of their religion and we have three levels and three grades in our religion the first grade is islam and as every one of you know alhamdulillah we have five pillars of islam whoever fulfills those five pillars of islam is considered a muslim testifying there is no god except allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Muhammad is his final servant and messenger, establishing the prayer, paying the zakat, fasting Ramadan, and doing hajj and pilgrimage, if you have the means to do that. These are the five pillars that everyone knows. Whoever fulfills these five pillars, is considered to be a Muslim. And then we have the second level. Some people, they don't want to stay in that level, the lowest level of Islam. And they want to go to a higher level, which is the Iman. And the Iman, how do we become Mu'min? How any one of us can be a mu'min? We have six pillars, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the requirements of that belief. That's number one, believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, believing in his books, in his angels, in his messengers, in the last hour and the destiny, the fate, good or bad. Whoever fulfills these six pillars, he will become a mu'min. And some people, they don't want to stay in that level either. They want to move to a higher level, which is the Ihsan, which what we talked, we talked about the Ihsan last year. And we said Ihsan, as the Prophet ﷺ defined it, and he said, Ihsan, you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as you see him. And if you do not see him, he sees you. You reach that level when you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in front of you. And if you cannot physically see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you. That is the ihsan. So the ihsan is not like Islam or Iman. It's not an action. It is not a deed. As the Arabic linguistic scholars, they said ihsan is a state. It is a status. It is like kind of a feeling. So it's not something that you do, but it's rather a feeling. So how do we achieve that feeling? Today we are going to mention four connections and I hope that every one of us can leave this room today remembering these four important connections in the Quran. The first connections. The first connection inshallah it is the connection between the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ihsan to your parents. That's the first connection. The connection between worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and showing ihsan to your parents as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا 
Worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and show ihsan to your parents. Can you imagine that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is linking the worship of him alone, is linking the monotheism, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being muhsin to your parents. There's nothing in the Islam, there's nothing in the Quran that is linked to the monotheism, to the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except the ihsan to the parents. So that is number one. The connection between the ihsan to the parents and the monotheism, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The connection number two, brothers and sisters, is the connection between the decree of Allah and the ihsan to your parents. That's number two. The decree, the qada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا If we look deep down in this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He repeats the same command, but He says, He did not say, وَعْبُدُوا worship Allah. He said, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ Allah, your Lord has decreed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your Lord decreed that you worship none but Him alone and show ihsan to your parents. And one of the unique things about this ayah, subhanAllah, as the scholars, the linguistic scholars mentioned, they said Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used the word qada, the past tense, waqada. He already decreed. And then he said, he said, waqada, he already decreed that you worship him, and he did not say, and also he decreed that you be muhsin to your parents. He deleted the verb again. He said, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ He decreed that you worship him alone and show ihsan to your parents. He did not repeat the verb to show that there is no any separation. You cannot separate between these two worships. You cannot be good in your worship. You cannot just keep worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fulfilling your duties towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you are not muhsin to your parents. What does that mean? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala linked and correlated the ihsan of the parents to the qada and the qadar of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which means if you are good in your worship, you do everything, nobody can compete with you in the worship, but you are not good to your parents, your worship is not acceptable in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is number two connection. Number three connection, brothers and sisters, the wasiyah and nasiha of Allah with the ihsan. The advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ihsan to your parents. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I want you to think about this. Who is advising you? I'm saying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is advising us. If you have a family member or a close friend that you trust in such a field and you're trying to go into that field and you go and seek his advice, you would trust that person because he has more experience than you. And imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is advising you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-knowing, the all-sufficient, the all-knowledgeable. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ We advised the human being to be nice and to show ihsan to their parents and then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues and he says kurha wa 
after he advised us to be muhsineen to our parents, he continues and he gives us some of the examples of the difficulties that our parents went through. And here and he mentions Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the mother bore when the mothers bear us in their wombs. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, it's like at that moment when they go through those difficulties, when the mothers go through those hardships, they feel like they don't like it. They hate it. And at the time of the, the labor, it's like they hated that moment. But after the baby come to this life, you see the parents are the most joyful, the most excited people. So whenever it comes to treat our parents, remember those moments. Remember everything that your parents went through. Remember those moments like of the labor. Remember those moments when your mother bore you, when your mother like bared you in, in the womb and she went through those difficult moments. That's the third connection, brothers and sisters. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this ayah when he said, we advised the human being to be nice to their parents. He continues and he says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already prescribed the ihsan and it's present continuous tense. We already, we have already prescribed. It's in the past, but it will be continuous. You have to continue that. Even before we came to this life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already advised us before we came to this life. That's the third connection, brothers and sisters. And the fourth connection, the last connection I want you to remember is the connection between the ihsan of the the ihsan to the parents and the acceptance of the deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in the Quran and he said, those who are muhsineen to their parents, nataqabbalu anhum. What do I mean by that? If I do good, if I treat my parents, are my good deeds accepted? Yes. Who says that? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that and he promises. He said those who show ihsan to their parents, we will accept their deeds. Nataqabbal. Nuna tawkeed. Indeed, we will accept their good deeds. We will accept everything they have done in this life, the good things. And on top of that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We will actually overlook and wipe their sins. And also on top of that, another reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says subhanahu wa ta'ala, They will enter the Jannah and who's promising, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وعد. I promise them. Who's promising? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he said, that is a promise and it is a truthful promise that they will ever be promised. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is promising, subhanallah. Whoever shows ihsan to the parents, their sins will be wiped. They will enter the Jannah with the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I want you to think about this. You show ihsan to your parents and do good deeds. In the day of judgment, you can stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you say, oh Allah, I have done 
Ihsan to my parents, I worshipped you and you promised that you will enter me the Jannah and you have a witness, a testimony from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the four connections. I will try to summarize them so everyone can remember them. The first one is the monotheism of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ihsan to the parents. And number two is the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ihsan to the parents. And number three is the acceptance of the deeds and the ihsan to the parents. And number four is the wasiyah, the wasiyah, the advice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the ihsan of the parents. So brothers and sisters, since we already know these four connections in the Quran, these are the four important connections in the Quran between the ihsan of the parents and our religion. So how do I achieve the ihsan of the parents? As we spoke last year that the ihsan is the highest level. The ihsan is the highest level, the peak of the treatment when it comes to treat your parents. And ihsan also has levels. And what is the highest level of ihsan? It is called birrul walidain. And we have heard that terminology so many times. And I challenge you that you cannot even find a translation for the word birrul walidain. You would find obeying the parents, be nice to the parents, but you cannot find the word birrul walidain as birrul walidain is the highest level of ihsan. But how do, I, how do, I, uh, how do we achieve, how do we acquire, how do we obtain birrul walidain? Birrul walidain is a type of a feeling. It is kind, something that you feel in your heart. How do I achieve, how do I achieve it? Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the second part of this khutbah. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا Brothers and sisters it is a feeling. How do I achieve that feeling? How do I feel it? I'm already doing so much. I'm treating my parents good. I'm doing all the worship, but how do I feel that in my heart? I don't, I, I don't feel that in my heart because a lot of people, brothers and sisters, unfortunately, they do everything. They are so nice to their parents, but they don't feel that in their hearts. So inshallah, we will try to answer this question briefly in this second part of the khutbah. We know the hadith, Ridha Allah fi Ridha al-Walidayn. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma narrates that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies in the pleasure of Allah, uh, in the pleasure of the parents. And the displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lies in the displeasure of the parents. Can you imagine that? If you want to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly, you please your parents. If you want to displease the first shortcut to displeasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is displeasing your parents, subhanallah. And all of you know the hadith, ummuka thumma ummuka thumma ummuk. When the man came to the Holy Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, oh, the messenger of Allah, who is the most deserving person that deserves the nicest treatment from me. And the Prophet ﷺ answered and he said, 
your mother, Ummuk. And then the man kept asking and he said, who is next? And the Prophet said again, your mother, Ummuk. And the man repeatedly asked again and he said, who is next? And the Prophet repeatedly answered and he gave him the same answer and he said, Ummuk, your mother. And the man was wondering, and who's next? And then the fourth time, the Prophet ﷺ, your father. Brothers and sisters, uh, if you can just move forward, inshallah, so you can leave some room for the brothers by the door. Jazakumullah khair. So the Prophet, the Prophet ﷺ, the fourth time he said, your father. That does not belittle the status of our fathers in Islam. But the Prophet ﷺ, rather, he emphasized on the rule of our mothers as they suffered more than the fathers during their pregnancy and during their, their labor. So the parents, father and mother should be treated equally, should be treated with respect, but we give little more nice treatment for our mothers as they are more emotional. And brothers and sisters, Sayyiduna Abu Bakr narrates that the Holy Prophet said, Almost every bad deed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala postpones the punishment for those bad deeds till the day of judgment if he wills, if he desires to do so. Except except being rude and disobeying to your parents. Except disobeying the, disobeying the parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala awards the punishment in this life and also in the hereafter. That is the only bad deed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala awards the punishment for in this life. And also a man came, a man came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Oh, the Prophet of Allah, my mother is ill-tempered. And the Prophet ﷺ told him, she wasn't ill-tempered when she was pregnant with you. And he told him, Sir, Sayyidi, I'm telling the truth that my mother is ill-tempered. And then the Prophet ﷺ, he said, she wasn't ill-tempered when she kept awake during night for your sake to feed you. And then the man told the Prophet ﷺ, Ya Rasulullah, I have already recompensated her. And the Prophet ﷺ looked at him and he told him, how did you recompensate your mother? And the man said, I have taken her to the Hajj, to do Hajj, to do pilgrimage on my shoulder. And he told him the Prophet ﷺ, can you recompensate those painful moments she went through during the labor? Can you recompensate those painful difficulties she went through when she delivered you? The man kept silent. And these questions by the Prophet ﷺ are for us as well. We have to reflect and think about these, these questions and think about those bad moments we showed and those bad behaviors we acted in front of our parents. And a man came to Ibn Umar as well, عنهما, and he told him, Oh, Ibn Umar, 
I have taken my mother to the Hajj on my back and I have taken her from such a village farther, farther away from the peninsula, European peninsula. And he told him, have I recompensated my mother? And Ibn Umar said, radiallahu an, wallahi wala zafratan min zafarati walada. He said, whatever you have done carrying your mother on your shoulder, bringing her to the Hajj, it's not even worth one push she did during the labor. Subhanallah. Brothers and sisters, what we can do actually to have that feeling, inshallah, I'm close to finish. What we can do to have that feeling in our hearts, the birrul walidain, the highest level of ihsan. If your parents are alive, first of all, you have to be very thankful. You have first, first and foremost, you have to be very thankful for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you still have that opportunity that you have still that chance to show some type of ihsan, to fix any mistakes that you have done in the past. So what you can do, at least financially, you can take care of them, make sure they are taken care of. Some of us would think that our wives and kids are basically before our parents, but that's not right. Our parents come before our kids and wives because when the man came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, Ya Rasulullah, my father, takes this and that. He takes this and that from my wealth. He came complaining about his father. And the Prophet ﷺ looked at him and think about what he said. He said, Anta wa You and everything that you have belong to your father. And you are right now complaining that he takes bits and pieces of your wealth. You forgot everything that he went through and you are complaining. So make sure that you take, you take care of their needs. I'm not talking about the haram. So if your father or if our parents are planning to commit a sin or they want to do something or want to, you know, smoke, you're not supposed to help them in that, but you help them in any other thing. That's financially. And also take care of them. Like at least even if they live overseas, do not underestimate the power of short phone call just call them at least once a week try just send them a voicemail if if you cannot reach them just call them and do not underestimate the, the power behind that call the power of the dua that your parents will make for you after you give them a call and they want to hear your voice so try to make sure you do that inshallah but if they are no longer with you what about if my parents are now uh, are not longer with me they already moved to the next life the first thing that you need to do, the first thing is the dua. You try to keep them in your dua. Try to keep them in your prayer. Every time you pray, every time, just make, like make a promise that every time you pray, make some time in your sujood, make dua for your parents. With sincerity. You have to be very sincere when you make dua for your parents. That's number one. And also, you can do another thing you can do, inshallah, you give a charity on behalf of them, inshallah. Give money, donate, do a lot of good things, and you say, may Allah, oh Allah, make these, make the good rewards of what I'm doing go to the souls of, of my parents. That's what you can do. And also, you can visit their relatives and visit their best friends. And also, if they used to love the places of worship, you have to visit those places as well, as that pleases your parents even in their graves. 
Brothers and sisters, these are the minimum, the least that we can do towards our parents. And finally, I would like to share with you a project, and I will end this, I will end inshallah with this. There's a friend that I know personally. He called his father. He lives overseas. And he told him, Father, I would like to thank you. He said, This kid is crazy. What is going on? He said, I'm trying to thank you for giving me $1 million. And the father was broke when he actually raised that child. He said, I haven't given you even $1,000, not even $10. He said, no, dad, you gave me $1 million and I counted it. And you indeed, the minimum you gave me is $1 million. And the father was wondering, how did I give this guy $1 million? Probably I had something in the house and he stole it. So what he did, and I want you, inshallah, I want every one of us here to do the same project. It's, a, it's an easy project that you can do. So you can have that feeling of the ihsan and birrul walidain in your heart. We have something here, it's called cash back. And you have, we should have something called ihsan back. Whenever it comes to treat your parents, remember the ihsan back. Remember those moments when your parents were so excited to have you. Remember those moments when your parents kept awake at night depriving themselves from sleep, feeding you, babysitting you, doing everything, raising you as you are right now. That is Ihsan Bath. Whenever you are irritated, when, especially at your elderly parents, whenever you get frustrated at your parents and you're trying to show something, do not show it. Remember the Ihsan Bath and be nice with them. Remember when you were a little kid asking the same question over and over, and they never give up. They never feel like bored of you. They keep, they keep repeating the same answer and they are so excited. So the project is this friend of mine, he took a notebook and he wrote every single thing since he was in the womb of his mother, starting from those nine months. You would say that is almost impossible, but it's not impossible. Try to do kind of an estimation. He wrote everything. He wrote the hours. How much each hour worth? And he wrote the time. He documented the time of at night and also during the day. He documented the clothes, the housing, the shelter, the food, the hospital. He documented the education, the notebooks, the toys. He documented everything. And he came to $1 million. And they were living overseas. And if you are living here and your parents raised you here, I'm sure 100% it will exceed $1 million. And I want you to just try to do that project. Just give them a call. Thank you so much for giving me that money. And I cannot recompensate that. When it comes to financially, like if you want to recompensate your parents financially, you cannot do that. No matter what you can do, you cannot do that. On top of that, even if you compensate them, Let's say they spent $10 million on you and you give them $10 million, that's not equal. You know why? The final word I'm going to say, because given, it's not like returning. When they gave you, they gave you with love. They gave you with mercy. They were waiting for you to grow up. 
they were waiting for you to flourish and they wanted to see you as you are right now. But right now, basically, you are trying to give them as a return. You're just waiting to just like take that burden out of your shoulder. You're taking just like to give them that return. So you're waiting for their death. But they were not waiting for your death. Allahumma ghfir lana wa liwalidina. Allahumma ghfir lana wa liwalidina. Allahumma arhamhuma. Allahumma arhamhuma kama rabbawna sigara. Allahumma arhamhuma kama rabbawna sigara. اللهم ارفع درجتهم في عليين اللهم يا رب نجمعهم مع الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله عليه وسلم في الفردوس الأعلى اللهم ربنا يا رحمن يا رحيم أكرمهم وأحسن إليهم يا ربنا يا رحيم إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر سبحانك بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى
الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر تحيات الناس
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله